Welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Talk Rugby. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the Women's Six Nations and the quarterfinals of the Heineken Challenge Cup, which is this weekend. Yes, that's right, George. There's an exciting week of rugby in this week coming up with the Heineken and the Women's uh, Six Nations. Let's get into the main bit of the podcast. Let's start talking about last week's game, where England smashed Scotland 52-10 and France beat Wales comfortably 53-0 in the Women's Six Nations. What's your opinions on these? Well, during the English game, twin sisters Bryony and Poppy Cleal scored a try each as England made an impressive start to their Women's Six Nations title defence with a comfortable win against the Allies Scotland. The defending champions ran in eight tries in Doncaster and had a bonus point thrown up by half-time in ruthless display against their Pool A rivals. Marley Packard was it who scored the first try of England's uh, mm-hmm. 2021 championship in the 10th minute, with other try scorers being Lean Riley, Lark Davis, Bryony Cleal, just to name a few. Um, and it was quite a while before Scotland scored their first try of the championship through Hannah Smith after the half-time break. But a red card... To Molly Wright, do you know who else got a, uh, a red card from England? No. Uh, Christopher Ashton playing on the weekend for Worcester. Um, he has now got a five-week ban. Ooh. Um, that's been debated over on the uh, on the Rugby New Weekly podcast. Um, but Molly Wright gave England the upper hand. Molly Wright got sent off, which gave England the upper hand late on in the game. Number eight. Poppy Cleal, who we were talking about earlier, powered over before a late penalty try wrapped up the win for England. However, Scotland, although they still lost, showed sparks of brilliance and entertained us. Indeed, George. Even though they only did score one try, it was pretty good. Yeah, Scotland rebounded with some pressure of their own. And this time, England did crack. With Poppy Cleal sent to the sim bin, as we did, she, was, she had a good game apart from that, really. Uh, and the visitors took full advantage of this, with Hannah Smith burrowing over with after a Murray McDonald break, which was it still is a great start for the England twenty twenty one campaign. How about the French, would you say? Yes, indeed, the French also had a very good start to their campaign as they humiliated Wales. Not close like the men's game in the Six Nations. If you watch that, and that was a very tight game. But this game, France came up on top, fifty three nil. Pretty impressive as Caroline Bougard, quick for a hat-trick, was the highlight of the dazzling display of running rugby. As I said, they, they're trying to play a lot like the French men team, which is very good to see as the women are you know, trying to break, break through that, you know, how do we say it, break through the gap between, you know, the men and the women rugby and the unfair pay justice. It was very, it was very, very one-sided. But, uh, yeah, they, they started their Six Nations with a bang, which was, you know... That's pretty good. What would you say? If reigning champions England had laid down a marker earlier in the day by beating Scotland 52-10, France responded in a kind with a dazzling eight-try victory. That suggests that they're eager to regain the championship title they last won in 2018. So France are trying to pick back at England and win it this year. And mm. by the looks of the their game performance over the weekend, I would say they have a shot at winning it. To be fair, it's going to be an exciting game when those two come against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Wells, very disappointing. They they just didn't battle enough at all. They just 
they kind of let France come at them, and that's not what you want to do when you're playing against those fast play, fast playing teams. You want to put them on the back foot. I say, you know, kick, kick for the corners, keep them under the back foot. Keep... Stick it up your jumper. Exactly, stick it up your jumper. Um, yeah. So I think it was the uh, winger Bujard crossed the try line three times in the opening fifteen minutes. Um, while Agatha Suchard also went over in the first half. Then that saw them outscore their visitors by 31-0 by the end of the first half. That is not what you want in your game. No, plan, really not, no. With these high-scoring games, everyone is looking forward to to this week's games as Italy take on England and Wales take on Ireland. The Welsh-Ireland game should be a cracker. I, we haven't really th- seen much of the Irish we haven't, team, have we? We haven't seen much of the Irish team, but I think uh Italy and England could be another good game but as England are the ones to win I would back England all the way because of their talent and um their Just, experience yeah. and the the squad how they are as a squad whole and basing off how Wales's last game I'm going to say Ireland are going to take this one through with the win on them um hopefully Wales can come back uh, I think I want an entertaining tight game because on these two games there's been no tightness, you know. It's no, just been yeah. one team dominating. What a tight game! Well, like, this this game is. We should have some pool two games coming two up as well. Yeah. Because we have pool. Uh, if you did not know already, the um, women's Six Nations is not the same format as the men's Six Nations. As you know, there is six teams. That is Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales, and also Italy and France. So they've split them even and even three in each pool, and the winner from each pool goes on to play each other in the final to, to determine who's the number one in the Six Nations. But you see, I think this is a better format from the men's, and it's, it's really nice to see that the women's, six, the women's Six Nations is getting a bit more difference from the men. So it's not just like no one's watching it because the men's on at the same time. Um... It's quite good it's how nice. they separated it because then the, they've looking, it. Everyone, yeah, but everyone's looking for international rugby. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. I prefer international rugby. And if women are gonna keep playing like this, I'm excited for the next week's games. Mm, excited for the future, indeed, Archie. With these high score, as we see the um, the the France, the French beat um, the French beat the uh, Welsh thirty-one nil by high half time. Um, and with these high-scoring games, everyone is looking forward to this week's game. Italy take on England and Wales take on Ireland. As we said earlier, um, it should be some corkers. Anyway, should we get on to the Heineken Cup? I think we should, Archie. That is, they have gone into the quarter-finals. And the game I think I'm looking forward to the most is going to be the Exeter Leinster. However, I always like watching Racing play. Mm, Racing yeah. with Finn Russell in that number 10 spot. I think they should go through. And he did and he did have a good Six Nations playing ten for Scotland. He did. He came back into the squad for um, Scotland. But I think they should have a resounding victory in the game. But the game I as I said I'm looking forward to is the Exeter Chiefs v Leinster one. I feel It'd be nice know. to see the Kings of England versus the Kings of Ireland yeah. battle it off against each other once and for all. I don't know who's gonna win this one though. Yep. It's pretty tight. I feel like Exeter might just pull it through because I feel like a lot of the Leinster team is getting a bit older. You know, with Johnny Sexton out there captaining, mm. I feel he's a bit past his peak. I think when he got the Player of the Year thing, I think a lot of players targeted him. I think he, you know, dropped off the radar a bit. 
But I think he came back in He style, came back actually. in Six Nations. And to be fair, Exeter... Oh, no, it was Leinster, sorry. They will come back from uh, not really playing in the Heineken Cup either. Because they um they were against... Who was it? Uh, Toulon, was it? Who got um postponed for a COVID case, actually. So I think Exeter are going to be... Uh, sorry, Leinster are going to be quite fresh for this one. Yeah. Exeter Chiefs, as we said, take on the Irish Giants Leinster on Saturday in a game fit for a European final. As we've seen, Leinster has played many of European final, but Exeter have won one of the most prestigious leagues in the world, the Gallagher Premiership. But in fact, the two sides have been drawn together at the quarter-final stage of the 2021 Heineken Champions Cup. That's, a, that's an exciting With game. Chiefs, the current holders, and Leinster, three-time champions, Exeter come into the game in second place in the Gallagher Premiership, have been have beaten French top 14 side Lyon last weekend in the last 16 knockout round in the in in this Europe Cup. Uh, Leinster won their fourth Pro 14 title on the bounce last month and secured their place in the last eight of the Champions Cup after Toulon, as I did say, were disqualified for having a positive COVID-19 case. And now that's where I think uh, Leinster are going to have the edge, actually, on uh, Exeter because... Extra have had to, you know, play in the Gallagher Premiership, play in the... But you could argue, because they've um, played more, they've got, like... Obviously, they've had training and stuff, but, like, they've played in match situations. Um, and because yeah. they've they've just beat a decent team. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're um, Leinster standards, but a decent team in Lyon. Um, and they've beaten Lyon. So, um, Leinster haven't played anyone for a few weeks now. So, it'd be interesting to see. As you said, um, Leinster have the fresh legs... But they've had uh, um, extra. Have had plenty of um, of um, recovery time, um, but they've also had the experience of playing a Gallagher Premiership game in the last week or so. And that's the problem with England. I found during their Six Nations campaign, a lot of the players are still from Saracens, mm. and they are still in the Champions. Uh, the, sorry, the second division. And they're not playing because they're playing the youth players. Exactly, and I feel like that could have affected a few of Eddie Jones's men. But um, that was back in there. Fun fun fact about the uh, Saracens in the championship. The first game they played, they got beaten. Really? By the Cornish Cornish Pirates. Wow. One of the t- fun fact, we're, talk- we're going to be talking about him in the bit. Jack Knowles mm. actually came from the Cornish Pirates really? to move to Exeter. Wow, that's there what, you he's been on top anyway. Ireland International... Johnny Sexton, who had a cracker in the Six Nations, who again well. and again he always captains, captain the Leinster size with only one change from the 23 selected for the cancelled last 16 tie against Toulon last weekend. So, see, they haven't played last yeah. weekend, but extra have. Yeah, but then there's no risk of the injury, that's the thing, because they could have got an injury that game. Johnny Sexton could have pulled a muscle. True, true, true. But they're st- but. Um, but Exeter look fit and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Who who's the one changed? There is one change, one change in the second row with Scott Fardy partnering Devon Toner for the trip to Sandy Park. So Exeter are clearly playing at home. Well, that could again benefit Exeter. Obviously, they're there's more not much home right ground now. advantage, especially yeah, in these no fans. COVID uh, situations that we are in. As we've seen the football at Anfield, Liverpool have been having. 
terrible game. Mm. Anfield was a fortress. Now it's a pretty easy turn go to turn out to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and we've seen this Everton have beaten every single uh, have won nearly yeah. every single away game. So it really shows, even like in a football example, that um, home field advantage doesn't really work, especially when the crowds are out. Yes. Anyway, the Chiefs' uh, free scoring number eight, Sam Simmons. Along Tracking with player. younger brother Joe, have passed fit this week, having limped out of their Leon game, suffering with cramp. Now, this is the thing we were talking about with Johnny Sexton. You know, he could have had an injury mm. against the he game is getting too on long. a bit. Oh, and he, you know, he has had some problems with injuries. A bit how Sam Simmons and his younger brother Joe have. Uh, but it's good to see they're fit, and uh, they're both in the lineup for the home what, team. What do you think? Um, what, do you think Sam Simmons should have played eight for England over the Six Nations campaign? Yeah. I do think so. I really do. I think the number eight. Who was it? Who's playing number eight? Um, I can't I, remember now. Hmm. It was. Was it Vinopola or someone? I'm not. I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, but we know it was not Sam. But we know it was not Sam, and I think because of the, Eddie Jones brought in a lot of youth players into that England squad. It was very exciting, actually. Exciting play. squad, but. Didn't look like it could contest the exciting squads of people like Scotland, France, uh, but it did beat France, and I France know. did well against that. But Wales couldn't excite against the Wales with that immense youth um, and immense experience and youth balance on that Welsh side, um, which is very well done from Wayne Pivak. But I think Eddie Jones should have put in Sam Simmons, maybe Joe. Maybe. I know. I don't think Joe's ready for that. But I think I Sam think Joe, is. Though. Sam is playing extremely good rugby. And be sure if you're watching the game on Saturday, I think it's around 5.30-ish. Yep. Be sure to watch that game and look out for Sam Simmons. The number eight. He is one of the stars and the Exeter squads. And he may well score a try on Saturday. I predict that he will. Yeah. Are you going to go for a classic Exeter Get to the 22 and just crash, ball, crash, ball, yeah. crash, ball. Well, Sam Simmons can go from distance as well. Peeling yeah, off a line out, peeling off a scrum. Yep. He's a very versatile and exciting number player, eight. Um, both both of them, uh, both come in the front row where props Ben Moon and Thomas Francis, another cracking Welsh player, Tom Francis, is impressive off the bench last week. Replace Alec Hepburn and Harry Williams. Yes. Fullback Stuart Hogg also Scotland captain, is set to make his 50th appearance in the Champions Cup. Stuart Hogg had a cracking situation as captain. To be fair, I feel like he's definitely grown into a more diverse player at Exeter because you don't really... When I've watched a few Exeter games, you don't see him you know, running from the halfway line and just running to score a try from you know the halfway line. Uh, what I notice from him is he's hanging back, he's kicking from, the, from a distance, and he's really playing how a fullback... He's got all of these different techniques now, and I noticed that in the Six Nations. He mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, grabbing the ball from height and bolting it from his own line. He was playing very smart, and that's the problem with Scotland, I've noticed. Back in the Autumn Internationals, they were trying to play a very kicking game, but I don't think that works for Scotland. And in the Six Nations, they did find a nice balance, and I think Stuart Hogg really represented that from the kicking and the running game. And I feel like that's how Scotland need to play. Anyway, the winger, Tom O'Flatter. Sorry, Flaherty. Tom O'Flaherty starts in the wing, having had a number of stitches applied to his uh, toe nasty head gash last weekend. Now placing the squad for Jack Knoll, who was likely to play his first game of the season next weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I think Exeter are gonna pull it. I think, I think Exeter are gonna pull it. Um, I don't know why. 
but I feel like Exeter are going to pull it because I just think Leinster. It's going to be an exciting game, but I don't think it. I think it's going to be tight though. But I think Exeter are just going to play their game. They're going to get to the twenty-two crash ball. They're going to put Leinster on the back foot straight away. And mm. I don't think Leinster are going to come up with an argument for it. As we're talking about England and Eddie Jones, um, I, and lots of international players like Stuart Hogg, Finn Russell, uh, Johnny Sessions, that are all playing. Um, that are all playing this weekend. I think we should draw up a Lions squad. A Lions squad in our heads. Okay. I think I think that's a good idea. We're we gonna go for a Lions squad. Um, we're gonna go for a Lions squad. Um, so we'll start off with um, we'll do a let, let's talk rugby Lions squad that prediction. Is, is that a good idea? Now that is a, a very good idea for our first ever episode. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can put in the comments of this pod um, that you want to that like. For example, that you think would be yours, um, and we could have that. So, should we start with the props. the props? Um, I'd say. Um, who's been playing well lately? I feel I would say Ellis Gench. I've noticed has been playing very well. I would say um, Tide Furlong. He plays tight head prop. And he's one of he he can step anyone. Ty <laughs> yeah, Furlong would be my main person. We can we um. There's a picture of him in a lion shirt yeah, playing he has against got the New Zealand, and he's got experience for days. I feel like and he's an immense that, player. I feel like maybe you bring in Ellis Gench for a bit of the fresh blood on his first ever lion story. Is it? Yeah. Maybe Kieran Healy. He he did have a solid Six Nations for Ireland. Yeah, for Ireland. I don't think Xander Ferguson or any Scotland players would get into that one. I think no, maybe maybe WPNL for the experience. I think Carl Sinclair could be a very good shot. Yeah, maybe on the bench because see, Tyrod Furlong and Kyle Sinclair both play uh, tight head prop. So you'd have to think maybe would Mako Vinopola go? That's the thing. I he's think, got no, the he's experience. too injury prone, though. I've noticed mm. that him and Billy, they're just getting injured now. But but would he bring the physicality that they would need to Ireland? Yeah, but what's the point, though? Because if you've got tied Furlong and you get Billy Vinopola for one game, just no, not and for one injured. game. But like in Lucid Prop, maybe just saying Mako Vinopola could be an interesting proposition because they de- he definitely has the physicality to match the tight head. Of um, South Africa. South Africa. So that is. So for props. I'm going to go with. I think Ellis Gench and Tide Furlong. Ellis Gench and Tide Furlong. I'll probably go with you there. Yes. Yeah. Ellen Gench has power. He's playing for Exeter. Yeah. He He's very exciting as Exeter, really. Yeah. So second hooker. Yeah. Um, we have Jamie George, who didn't play in the Six Nations. I'm, I was very surprised about that. I do like the look of Luke Cow and Dickie. Luke Cow and Dickie He's did play good. good. Um, but I also, I know it's a um, a stretch, but I also like the look of um, the David Cherry uh, mm-hmm. from Scotland. He was playing decently. I wouldn't. He did have a bad game against Ireland. I think he's a bit youth. I'm gonna have to give this one to Jamie George, and then maybe bring Luke Cowan Dickey for the bench. No, I would go. I would go Rowan Keller for Ireland because okay. because. Jamie George hasn't even played for England in the six years. And to be fair, he has been off and he does play for Saracens. Maybe Luke Cowan Dickey might snatch it. Or maybe Roman. I, I would Keller. like to see Luke Cowan Dickey go as I well. I would like to see Luke Cowan Dickey. He's an exciting player and I really enjoy watching him play. Anyway, I think the second row, this is going to be a very tight game. This Sorry, very tight option because you have a Toji, 
didn't have the best Six Nations. No, Otoji, in fairness to him, even though England didn't have the best Six Nations, Otoji played the best... Like he played really, really good rugby as a Toji does. He always pulls through, but you, it's not an individual person. Exactly. it's a team, and that's where Alan Wynne Jones comes in. I think he's got to go. I th- yeah, I go. think I think he's got to go. <laughs> he's got to go. <laughs> Little meme for you guys there. And um, Mar- I would if if I was ideal squad, I'd go Maratoji and Alan Wynne Jones. Not and- Johnny Gray though. No. He's been playing really well for Exeter and had us. Corking game for Scotland in the no, but then but then you see I'd want Mario Toji is insane. He's hands down the best second row in rugby. Him and Alan Wynn in centre no. would be a fierce combination. I With want, Alan Jones no. supporting that captain role again for the Lions. And it was Warren Gatlin as the head coach, so I think he might just pick Alan Wynn Jones just for the favouritism. No, as as he knows he's a yeah. good captain. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna take I'm gonna disagree on that's the first one we're gonna disagree mm-hmm. on. So type in the comments uh, what you're gonna what you put put G or A in the comments? I'm gonna go with Alan Wynne Jones and Johnny Gray and George is going for Marowatoji and, and Alan, Alan Wynne Jones. Um, I think we both agree that Alan Wynne Jones should be oh, captain. A hundred percent, he should be. Anyway, what are we going for the back row? Because this now this is a very big one because you've got the likes of Hamish Watson and Jamie Ritchie has got to go. Jamie Ritchie is my main person. Who has got to go as one of the sorry, as one of the flankers? In my opinion, he has actually got to go. Who? Uh, Jamie, Jamie Ritchie. He has to go. Okay. He is he is one of the best flankers out there currently. Um, I don't think anyone's better than him. He's had a fantastic game for uh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and yeah, he he played very well. I'd probably say uh, Jamie Ritchie. He 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 is good. But I would say he's um he's dropped off a tiny bit. Yeah. He's dropped off a tiny bit, in my opinion. But I would go with if I could choose, I would go um Hamish Watson. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, playing seven. I would go Josh Navidi because he had a crack. He's a, he was insane at six over the whole. Of the yeah. Six Nations, the and then and then there. and then in in number eight, yeah, in number eight, yeah, I would put. This is weird, I know, guys. Sam Simmons, I back the guy. I, I as I already said earlier in this podcast, yeah. um, he's going to play well for Exeter. But he hasn't even played in England. He didn't even play for England. I know, but I've we've seen it before, and we'll see it again. I f- I feel that Sam Simmons. Has is one of the best players to go, and if not, I'd probably have to put um, either Tom Curry. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't even mention Tom. Curry. Either Tom, probably not Tom Curry because he didn't have a great Six Nations. No, I would go C J Stander. CJ Standard. He's Fair he's enough. quite old. He's retiring for um, Munster this year, but I think he would be my uh, number eight if Sam Simmons was unable to go. I still think Jamie. I think Alex Dombran as well for the number eight. He, for Harlequins, yeah, he, he, he's uh, a he, tank. I've, I've said this to George over countless times. He is one of my favorite players to watch. He's exciting. He plays a very mobile role, and I love the way he plays. He is one of my favourite players to watch. Yeah. But I don't think he'll quite get the number eight spot, if I'm being honest with you. No. I feel like it will go down to CJ Standard and 
probably Billy Vinopola, and yeah. that's dis- disappointing because I think Alex Dombrant definitely. Or maybe Talupi Falatau. He, I would maybe in instead of um, Sam Simmons go Talupi Falatau because if you guys watch the Six Nations, oh my God, was Talupi Falatau good? He was playing on the wing. He was playing in the centres, but he is number eight at the end of the day. To be fair, he did do well. Moving on, scrum half. Oh, no, no, we didn't even say who we thought we were going. I think it's good for me. Number eight, Alex Dombrant, Jamie Ritchie, and Sam Simmons. No, sorry. And Tom Curry. Who I would think, because I think Sam Simmons won't make it, I'm going to go to Lupi Falatau, Hamish Watson, and um, Josh Navidi. Very good. Scrum halves. Conor Murray did have a corker for Ireland. But and he's playing very well, actually. But I just don't think he's good. But I just, I, I just think he's gone past his day. And especially if you're playing someone like Finn Russell or G- George North at ten, with that immense kicking and speed, you need to have a quick um, ball retention from the scrum or the lineout or the um, ruck. But I think Ga- Gareth Davis. Gareth really? Davis is an insane number nine. He had a cracking Six Nations for Wales, trying to find all yeah. the nicks and nibbles, trying to like ping at everyone, getting through the gaps and all of that. He did play a very good running. Ben game. Spencer, I think, is two on the young side, yeah. hasn't had enough um, England yeah. England time, especially with Ben Youngs being in the picture. I feel like Ali Price, it, to be fair, it depends on the fly half. So I think we should do the fly half before we make our decision. Okay. Because it very much does depend on who you're putting your fly half. Okay, so fly half. It's very, to be fair, it's like it, there's only four. Owen Farrell, Johnny Sexton, Dan Bigger, and, and Finn, Finn Russell. Russell. In my opinion, I would go Finn Russell um, because he, he, in a line shirt, especially against South Africa, you need to have... The some excitement. Some bits of magic. Because, yeah. like, they'll be, they'll be wanting them to kick to the corner because when you have a mall against South Africa, South Africa are going to come on top all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, no matter who you've got there. South Africa, you saw it in the World Cup against England. When Carl Sinclair went off with an injury, was it? The scrum was the scrum was completely different. South Africa won everything at the scrum. Yeah. Dan Bigger, even though he had a good Six Nations, I don't think he would make it. Nor Johnny Sexton. I feel like it's definitely between and Owen I, Farrell. And I think Owen Farrell's more of a 12... Um, and we'll get to that later because I'd probably play him at twelve. Really? Yeah. Finn, Finn Russell Farrell. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Finn Russell at number ten. I'm gonna agree with you on that. And one. And then I'm gonna put Gareth Davis at number that nine. Is, I'm going to agree with you completely on that. And Gareth Davis and Finn Russell. And then moving on. Uh, should we do centres? Uh, yeah, let's do centres. Twelve and thirteen. So centres. So you've got, I think, Manu Tuolangi has to go. Manu Tuolangi playing 13, good. I'd see that as Robbie well. Robbie Henshaw. Mm, underrated player for Ireland, but I think he does have the ability mm-hmm. to play well. I saw a few of his games for the Six Nations, and they were very good. But I would think Owen Farrell would be playing 12, because he, he is, even though people doubt him, he is a talented rugby player. I, even though I do sport Saracens, I don't like him. I don't like his style of rugby. However, his kicking game, but wouldn't it just completely go against the point of Finn Russell? Finn Russell, he'll get the ball, and Farrell will just command him to give him the ball to kick. 
And I feel Finn Russell needs his own space. So I think you either put Owen Farrell or Finn Russell in. Mm. I don't think you have both. I think for me, I'm going to put... There's a few options here. Henry Slade, Jonathan Davis. He's had a great Six Nations with Wales. Manu Tuolangi didn't even get into the England squad, did he? No. And Robbie Henshaw for Ireland. Maybe Jonathan Davis had a cracking playing 13 uh, for Wales. Ah, he um, was phenomenal. So, in, in my eyes, I'd either go Tuolangi or Jonathan Davis in 13. And in 12, I'd go Owen Farrell. I'm going to go for Henry Slade because he... When? 12 huh? or 13? 12. I feel like he's very good. He's very underrated. And the Six Nations didn't really... You know, he didn't really show as best as he could do. And I'm probably going to go for Robbie Henshaw as well. Because I really like the player. Very good player at 13. Okay. So, now we're moving on to the back three. So, 11, 15 and 14. So, that's left wing, right wing and full back. Um, on the left wing... I'd love to see Johnny Gray in an England in a lion shirt once again. Johnny May in a lion shirt. Johnny May, yeah. yeah, he has the pace and all of that. But then the person I'm going to put on the right wing, and he is the person to go, is Louis Reese Zamet. I love that kid. He's so good. One of the quickest players I've seen in world rugby. He is, and the, the Wales game with him in, he was amazing. And he he he. Smash up against Cheslin Colby. Yeah, uh, those, those two wings. have a fierce battle. Um, on the wing for South Africa, and in fullback, I put Stuart Hogg, and I'd also put Stuart Hogg as vice captain because I think he just has the qualities um, yeah. to vice captain against Alan Jones. So then you have a back, a commanding fullback as vice captain, and um, a very experienced. Centre who has more caps than the guy who won the the the, the rugby world cup in twenty fifteen, uh, Richie McCaw with wow. New Zealand. To be fair, I'm more not going to argue. To be fair, I'm not going to argue with Stuart Hogg or Johnny May, but Reese Zamet, very young. Maybe in a few years, once no. he's got a few more Wales caps, I'm gonna have to go with either. Anthony Watson has been having a great year for Bath currently. Shame he didn't really get into the England squad as well. He, he did because he, he, did. he scored a try. Yeah, but he, you know, we want, I wanted to see more of him. He's very quick, very, very talented player. But, you know, Josh Adams as well. Josh Adams plays on the left wing, though, so you'd have, yeah, to, you'd have to get rid of Johnny May. I know. I'm going to have to go. <sighs> I don't know. That right wing spot go, is I'll go Louis Roussamet if I'm honest. I feel like he's too young for me. But then also, just going back to... Can we just go back to... Um, also, another... I l- think Anthony a, a left winger, long. as well, as we're talking about Johnny May. Maybe Duan van der Merwe. Nah, he plays for South... Af- he's for South African, George. Exactly. No, he doesn't. Oh, no, he's Scottish, he's, he's, yeah, he plays yeah, for yeah. Scotland, but he, um, he's from South African origin. And bloody hell is he a powerhouse. Yeah, but with Johnny May there, I, wouldn't, I am a Scottish fan, and I would not... So my team would be my back three would be Duan van der Merwe on the left wing, Louis Rousseau on the right wing. Really? Stuart Hoggett fullback. So you wouldn't and that's even fine. put Johnny May in. I put Johnny May on the bench because no. I think Duan van der Merwe. Because you've already got the pace and the skill, Louis Rousseau, you're good there. But Duan van der Merwe, he's a forward in a back's uh, speed because he scored a forwards try in the Six Nations match against. France. No offence, but I'm going to again disagree on you. I'm bringing Johnny May 
Anthony Watson and Stuart Hogg into mine. I feel they are they are much better, and I feel there there's more experience. Don't get me wrong, Louis Rizamit, great player. I love the way he plays, but I just feel he doesn't have the experience of a lot of these players. You know, I think Anthony Watson. It would be good to maybe just get not even to actually get him into the Lions squad. Just get him into the England team. I love the way he plays, and he's just an encouraging player to watch when I see him. Yeah. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to to the podcast. Be sure to listen to next week's episode every Friday at 5 o'clock. Thanks, guys. Yo. Hello. So, we'll be re- we're recording now. Yeah. 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 Ah, chupapi minyanyos!